Welcome to the Royals Recap with myself, Jacob Milham here, presented by Royals Review. And you know, I would usually start off the show with something, you know, maybe a highlight from the game or possibly, you know, good evening or good morning. Well, if, if you're listening to this episode, you did not have a good evening. You possibly did not have a good morning. And there was, after Bobby Witt's leadoff triple, there was like no highlights to be talked about from this game. It was an absolute drubbing at the hands of the Texas Rangers. If you want the full breakdown on the game itself and the you know fallout of that on the Royals rumblings, please go check out RoyalsReview.com. Always great stuff going out over there, and they make this podcast possible. So look, we'll cut right to brass tacks. This is for the April 18th game. The Texas Rangers were in town in Coffin Stadium. Really, this game kind of felt like it was uh, it was a toss up heading into it. Nathan Evaldi did not do very well against the Royals last time, and Brad Keller was lights out for the most part against the Rangers when they were down in Arlington just a little while ago. The Royals that was the last game that they won. That was a 10 to 1 game, and there was a lot of good feeling coming out of that game, even though the Royals did drop the series. But now, <laughs> ah, yeah, it is, uh, they are 11 and 1 at home so far already in 2023. They are facing their third series sweep in Kauffman Stadium to start off. The season, Yeah, that's exactly how you want to sell these fans on the future, whether it be in downtown, whether it be in Coffin Stadium, or just the future of this roster as it is. It is not a whole lot could be going worse for the Royals right now. The Chris Bubich injury update has gotten delayed to Thursday, so that's not even very good because we were hoping, hey, first he needed a second opinion. All right, and that's rarely a, a good sign. So Chris Bubich could be going up on the shelf for the rest of the season after a very strong start to 2023. We will keep you updated on that. And then just the, I mean, 12 to 2 after leading in the first inning, finally. It's it's happened a couple times before the season. I, I get that. But it's, it felt so refreshing to... End of the top, end of the first inning, excuse me. And the Royals would be on top. And it was it was a tied ball game at the after the third inning. Like this felt like it was going to be a competitive game. This felt like it was going to be an enjoyable game. And the wheels absolutely fell off. And honestly, a lot of this, I understand it's only two runs. There was a lot of issues at the plate for the Royals tonight, but that's kind of the status quo for this team but really the focus needs to be put on the pitching staff brad keller who has been fairly solid this season so far he only lasted four innings and in that time he walked five batters to only two strikeouts not exactly what you want at all three earned runs three hits it is just the walks really hurt him they really really did and it was a it was a theme for the rest of of the pitching staff. Um, 
Man, that was so, so far that was Keller's season high and it tied a career high for any of his starts in Kansas city with those five walks. Jose Quas came up after him. Thankfully, thankfully, um, Jose only allowed a hit, a walk, two strikeouts, and he got, he did an inning of work unscathed for the most part. So that was really the one of the two highlights for the pitching staff. And then Carlos Hernandez, the flamethrower, who I gut feeling is that he isn't as dominant as the stats are saying so far in 2023. But nonetheless, his stat line did show that he's been one of the Royals better relievers this season so far. So maybe something's going to go on. No, didn't even last. Didn't even record an out. I was going to say didn't even last a third of an inning. A third of an inning is an out. Five hits, five earned runs, one home run. Marcus Simeon has been absolutely destroying the Kansas City Royals pitching staff so far this this season. I mean, kudos to him. He was he was two for three tonight. He had two walks, three RBIs, the home run, and he scored two runs on his own. So that is. Hey, Marcus Simeon is, is a big money guy, and that contract, at least against his King, the Kansas City Royals, is certainly paying off. So Amir Garrett came in in relief of Hernandez and worked the rest of the inning. Didn't give up a run, gave up two hits, but you know that's okay. Josh Stalmont in his second appearance for the Royals after his minor league stint, he had a pretty rough as well. Two hits, two earned runs, a walk to one strikeout. His ERA rises to nine already, so that is a not a great sign. But I'll I'll go into his stat cast from this evening and keep tabs on that because you know just sometimes you're gonna if especially if the game is going as poorly as it was by that point it's you know just sometimes the reliever is going to struggle all right they were already down eight to two at that point the game was pretty much over so i don't know we'll see josh taylor he had two innings of relief just to try and get the game freaking over with. Uh, he only gave up one hit, but he gave up two earned runs because he gave up a walk. And then that other hit was a freaking home run. So I absolutely love watching the Royals every single night. It is, uh, it is not been a highlight so far <laughs> this season. Um, and Unfortunately, this game lasted a lot longer, two hours and 40 minutes. I couldn't imagine watching this without the pitch clock. It would have absolutely gone on forever. So at the end of the day, the Rangers scored 12 runs on 12 hits with two home runs, 19 total bases, and six left on base. So it could have been worse. At least the Royals didn't get any errors tonight, right? But they only got two runs. They had eight hits, which was, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I think that's much better after getting one hit by two pitchers. What was it? Yeah, that was just last night. And they had 12 total bases. And a good amount of those came off of Bobby Wood Jr. <laughs> he had three. Um, man, it was... I, I just don't even know how to... It's, it's so frustrating, this game. Again... Just like a, just like another one against the Rangers earlier on this year, it was so, it was promising at, at one point. I was looking at Baseball Savant 
you know, keeping tabs on the on the stats live over there. That's a great tool if you haven't checked that out yet. And through the bottom of the second, I think it was, the Royals were the favorite to win the game. Like they had like a 56, 55% chance of winning. Not a, not a whole lot, but still, you do, so far this season, we haven't seen the Royals be the favorite at all. They've been betting underdogs heading into every single game this year. I was like, hey, they're, uh, you know, they're they're actually leading the Rangers. The Rangers are on top of the AL West right now. They're looking pretty hot. Maybe maybe we can take this one and go for a go for a series win on Wednesday. Send the fans home happy. No, the only happy fans there last or well Tuesday night were the dogs. I was barking the park. Saw a lot of saw a lot of dogs there, and that was great. And Rogers, the Royals beat reporter for MLB.com, she took her dog Harry out there, and Harry's Harry's looking really cute. Um, and always posts pictures of him on her Twitter. So go go check her out, and also just keep tabs on all of her Royals work. So at the end of the night, Nathan Avaldi. Um, he had a very, very solid night, six innings pitched, seven hits, two earned runs, and five strikeouts for the Texas Rangers. He picks up his second win of the year. And then on the flip side, Brad Keller, he picks up his second loss of the year. So he is now 2-2 two and two on the 2023 season. And this is... I know it has been so hard to try and defend the Royals this year because frankly, it's just not a whole lot's going right. We were resting the laurels on the, on the batters. Like that wasn't the part that needed to be fixed. It was, it was the pitching and you know, the, the starters start started off the year looking really strong and by the stats, they still are at least a middle of the pack starting rotation but the this bullpen has just been atrocious at points either like lights out or just terrible um it's it's not going to help the people who don't like a role chapman which include myself i don't like him as a person at all but man that guy is doing great stuff on the diamond and if he's not there or I mean, honestly, if he's not there, then the bullpen is is a coin flip if they're actually going to help the team at all. So we are there. It's so tiring that they are facing yet another series sweep at Kaufman. Like how how can the team realistically expect fans to want and go and spend their money on, on this team? It's, it's asinine. It's not, it's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the players out there because you can tell that you can tell that they're frustrated. I will say there are some, there are still some individual aspects of the game that I am enjoying watching right now. Okay, I think Bobby Witt Jr. has gotten some of his swagger back at the plate. So that is a good development to see. No, everyone was dogging on MJ Melendez out in right field when he was struggling earlier on this season. And this man is making plays. He's making catches out there. He is really fun to watch. And, you know, I've 
Salvador Perez going through his usual early early season slump, but he had he had a pretty good game tonight as well. So that was uh, that was good to see. He had he had two hits and the one strikeout. So his his stats are starting to climb again after a, a pretty rough start to the season. But those are individual things like. 80% of, I wouldn't, uh, 80, 70, so, somewhere in that range. A good majority of Royals fans that are paying to get into Kauffman Stadium aren't going to look at individual stat lines of three players and go, you know what, this is a success so far. This is what's going right for the Royals. They're going to look at the team that's on the bottom of the AL Central and division that is not very good in the beginning who is four and 14 that as of this recording has the most, the most losses in baseball. Okay. That's, that's not good. We all knew that heading into this year, it was going to be a transition year. It was going to be one that it was going to focus on 2024, but there were so many people that were, and I and I'm one of them, and I'm I am really starting to lose some of the optimism that I'm trying to keep to continue covering the Royals because there were some justified hopes that hey maybe they're going to hang around 500 until you know early June, early July, so somewhere around in there. They they might not be in the postseason hunt. But they're at least going to be a young, fun, and somewhat respectable team. Right now, they are the farthest thing from that. They are still young. Yes, don't don't get me wrong. This is one of the this is one of the youngest lineups in Royals history. This is all, honestly one of the youngest rotations in Royals history as well. And I forget who it was on the on the broadcast this evening. Pointed back to this rough start, linking it back to the 2012 roster. Like I think this is the worst. This is the worst Royals season record start since 2012. Pointing to all the young guys who came up during that year and yada yada yada. The thing that is different about that though is there's not that many guys on the 2023 lineup that are making their MLB debuts. This might be their first full season debut where they're expected to be an everyday player, but they've already gotten their taste of the show. Bobby Wood Jr. He is over a year of service time. MJ Melendez. He's got, he's got to be approaching it. I don't believe he is yet. Vinny Pasquantino, he has a good amount of games, and those guys are doing all all right. Okay, I as a group they are doing okay. MJ Melendez is not doing very well at the plate right now. We all know that. But this might be a young lineup, but they are professional baseball players. They have gotten their taste. They, I don't feel like they should be starstruck anymore. Maybe they are. Maybe they're still intimidated by the show. And if that if that's the case, then that needs to be addressed and recognized and worked on. You know, if they are if they are still feeling overwhelmed by the show, you need to evaluate. Okay, do you need to go back to Omaha? Right? There are 
quite a few, eh, maybe not quite a few. There are a few players who should be prime candidates to go back to Omaha, especially when Drew Waters come comes back eventually. Um, Daniel Lynch, we are expecting him some back back at some point in mid May. All right. So there are going to be some roster decisions coming up just because the players coming back. But all that to say is this. I don't feel like this team should be given as many passes because of their age. Okay. Because in, in baseball experience is valued over age. All right. You can have a, Oh man, I'm I'm trying to think. Okay, so let, let's let's say Whit Merrifield. He he was a late bloomer, right? The folks were when he was struggling, folks were giving him passes because of his lack of experience, not because of his age. All right. This lineup for the most part is experienced at least. Do they have optimal experience that you want to see from a contending lineup? No but they should be at least able to play competent baseball. And that is what Royals fans want. And right now, a 4 and 14 team who is 1 and 11 in front of their home crowd is not a competent baseball team. Coming up on the other side of this, we will have some post-game audio from well, from the locker room after tonight's loss. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Royals recap. So for our postgame audio today, we're going to start off with manager Matt Quattrero talking about the struggling Royals. Then we're going to go over to today's starting pitcher, Brad Keller, on his game. And then finally, you're going to want to stay tuned for this one. We have franchise guy Bobby Witt Jr. Stay tuned for all three. He didn't have his best command. You know, you can tell right from right from the get-go there. I mean, that's unlike him. To his credit, you know, he 13 pitch first inning and then, you know, battled to, to compete, but just couldn't quite get the release point or whatever it was, command mechanics. I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, they worked pretty hard to get through those four innings. But Carlos. Yeah, hard to explain. Um, you know, he, he got hit hard, got ahead of a couple guys, didn't finish him off, but through strikes was maybe maybe in the zone too much I, I don't I don't really know you know I didn't go back and look at the locations but you know they, they hit him hard I honestly didn't even look up I mean I he always throws hard so I don't really even look up there for that Matt how much do you feel just like things are snowballing in the terms of do you see an effect on, on just the way things have gone previously no, I mean, you look at that game, it's 3-2 to two in the sixth. I mean, that's a good ball game, and they blew it open um, with that big sixth inning. But I don't think the guys came out today and were thinking about yesterday if you know, or the day before. The, the pregame stuff, the prep, the work is good. Their, their attitude is good. You jump out to a lead, and you're in a competitive game with a good team and fell apart. Carlos was in the zone, but there were a lot of walks, and it's been unlike you guys this yeah. year. Um, what did you see overall from the in regards to 
Yeah, I mean, they heard us too. You know, today, you know, walked. Uh, I think it was eight, nine, the one inning to to turn the order over to to them, to to Simeon, and you know that's never a good a good recipe uh, for success. But yeah, that is unlike how we've been throwing the ball. But I'm not sure exactly how many. At some point, it was six or seven, eight. Yeah, um, you know that's not something you're you're trying to do for sure. Skin like this. What do you tell your guys? Through what? I'm sorry. Skin like this. Just what do you tell your guys? What What do you say to them? You know, meetings don't help when in a case like this. It's come back out tomorrow. Be ready to play. Yeah, tremendous. That's a tough play for a lot of reasons. He went a long way, diving onto the warning track, fully extended, going kind of a, from my angle, kind of going away from home plate too. So, tremendous play. And for Bobby to to get things going um, right there in, in the first, I mean, is that a jolt for you guys to to kind of jump out? Yeah, it's great to play with the lead. Yeah, and and. You know, Bobby and all those guys, and they got a tremendous amount of pride in what they're doing. And for him to come out first pitch, you know, you heard me say it last week. Nate's a really good pitcher, and to be able to square him up like we did in the first first inning there, potentially sets us up for a bigger night. It didn't end up happening. Nate bared down and you know worked six innings, but overall, that very beginning of the game, the way they swung the bat was was nice to see. Bad command day. Uh, put myself in a lot of trouble. Um, felt like uh, able to work out of some jams. Obviously, I self-inflicted jams. Uh, you know, just didn't win many. Uh, Two-two counts, one-one counts. Um, kind of swing those swing counts. I just felt like I didn't have my best command and uh, just ended up walking a lot of guys and not ideal. So the lack of command in the bullpen at all, or was it just pretty early on that you started to feel that? Honestly, in the, in the bullpen, I felt like I was pretty um, pretty good command-wise. It just um, kind of got in there and maybe thought too much, maybe got kind of out of sync, and then uh, just tried to battle as much as I could. Which is the first six pitches or so, what, what were you feeling uh, just to start off the game there? Uh, honestly, just trying to fill it out a little bit. I didn't didn't have great command. I felt like I was uh, flying open real early. Um, I think you could attest with the high, um, high arm side fastballs. Um, just try to settle down a little bit, so came out calmed me down and I was able to uh, execute after that but um, like I said just felt out of sync from the start no I mean I, you know it's pretty early in the season I feel like uh, you know, I don't think there's any any sort of panic or anything. I think you know we, we play a lot of games. We, you know, the grinds it can get to sometimes, but I feel like everyone's pretty um, even keeled, just trying to grind through this. Obviously, it's a rough patch for us, but um, you know, playing some really good teams that we got to grind through and you know just find a way, find a way to you know for us like keep guys off the base pass um, and you know the hitters find a way to get on base and score runs. I mean, it's just it's a team game. We all just got to kind of chip in, like I said. Right now, we're just going through a little rough patch, but we'll get out of it. First pitch heater, so just able to drive it. Luckily, he didn't make the play out there. Got to run in early. What kind of jolt does that give you guys um, offensively when you're able to jump on that? Definitely, I think it's just trying to just trying to work my way on because I know the guys behind me will be able to kind of bring me in. Just. 
How do you think you guys can get out of this recent skin, what you're going through right now? Just move on. We'll get to the next day and just keep pushing forward. Um, yeah, I know uh, people say it's early and this and that, but we just got to keep keep working. Got to keep keep grinding out things and just keep trying to trying to push it. And I know uh, at times things can get hard. Um, you can hear it just from all the outside noise and everything, but you just got to keep try to keep a positive mindset, and that's what it is. And we're not trying to go out there each and every day, try to lose every game. We're people don't see the work that we're putting in for the game before everything, and so that's what we can, can continually doing. And I think just got to keep learning, and it's part of the game. It's game of adjustments. The great guys adjust pitch by pitch. The good guys adjust at bat by at bat, and then the good kind of go on and on. So that's we're kind of working through that, just making adjustments. That's part of the game. Yeah, you heard some fan frustration there in the sixth inning, some booze and stuff. I guess what's what are your thoughts when you're, you're hearing stuff? Like that? Uh, motivation for sure. Um, we're trying to put on a show for them, so whenever they do that, just try to motivate and motivates us, just trying to get better. And so I think that's what we keep doing. Not that like we like to hear it, but I think that's something that we'll kind of just keep working. That is going to do it for this edition of the Royals Recap presented by Royals Review. Please go check out all the work from the team over at RoyalsReview.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and on Facebook at Royals Review. But thank you everyone for supporting me once again. This is Jake Milham. And until next time, go Royals!